But when we came here, one of the things that I said, mm-hmm. both to my friends and family back home, I said it to you, I said it to people that I was meeting here, I said, it's going to be so good to be here because I will have so easy access to traveling within Europe and I haven't been anywhere. I know, because I don't know. I haven't been you anywhere. Know, I have. I've been to Sweden. Yeah. Because we... Um, through Finland. Because we, when we drive up to our place up north, we, we it's a little bit of a shortcut somewhat or an easier drive if we cut into Sweden <laughs> and then go up and then dip back into Norway. I've driven through parts of Finland mm-hmm. on that trip. Um, that's I've been, been to, to Denmark, I've been know. to Denmark for work. Oh yeah. One time. Mm-hmm. Um, but other than that, I haven't been, I, I have not traveled anywhere. Now, part of that, there's a couple of reasons for that. Part of that is because there's been so much to experience here in Norway. I still, I still get chills on the back of my neck, up and down my arms when I think of our trips that we've taken, like going out west to Bergen and and just exploring Norway in the car. As you know, and as I've said several times on the podcast, I love road trips like Mm -hmm. that. So when I can have experiences like that, that satisfies my need to explore and to travel. Like I said, I think there's so much new, even now after 20 years, there's so many new things I have yet to experience here in Norway. So that satisfies my travel. But there's also this, the, and I'm sorry, people. You know, you know. I mean, I'm not sorry, um, and because I, I, I know people are going to comment this. I'm going to get emails and comments and stuff. But there is a lot. Of, I mean, you you have racism, ultra racism in in the U.S. But you've got this weird, sneaky, creepy, disturbing, and confusing type of racism in Europe. You have. If you, if you go back, what was that, around 2014, 2015, when there was a huge uh, migration of people coming from North Africa and then going by boat to Italy and to Greece, and they were forming gangs, like like people who deputized themselves, and they're roaming the streets on these uh, these Greek islands and in, and in uh, southern Italy and going around and just beating the living daylights out of men, women, and children who had immigrated you know, as, as refugees from, from, from Africa. And I didn't really hear, I didn't really hear too much about that. There was no reaction of outrage. These people were pretty much taking on all things Nazi and replicating that in their campaign against these these Africans who had come into Europe. No, any anyway, what do you say about this this strange race because well, you I, I, I can remember I asked you when we came here, "Hey Snoop, what's what's the what's the racial makeup of Norway? Yeah. Are there any black people there? Is there any racism?" Yeah, oh no, there's, no there's nothing you said. And I, I haven't noticed any racism when I'm traveling in Europe either. <laughs> well, of course you have it. <laughs> of course not. <laughs> but why? Why is? I mean, it's, it, to me it's it's quite easy to explain. See, I, I can't get mad at white, well, white Americans should know better because no. it's it's so ingrained in American history, but white Europeans, I can't get angry or upset with them if they are not conscious of the no, realities but- of racism because it's a different history, and if you live your white European life, um, maybe not so much now in Norway, but 
just a few years ago, t- five, ten years, ten years ago in Norway, it was not unusual for a white ethnic Norwegian to have pretty much no contact with people of color. Uh-huh. Yep. And that was your situation. But and isn't it know. such that if you are a black, especially a black man, as long as you stay within that little box that some Norwegians on the right have made for you, you know, you're a black immigrant here in Norway, this is what we expect of you. As long as you stay within that confine, they don't have a problem with you. But the minute you stick your head up yeah, well. and you do something different, you do something outside of that norm and you kind of rise above the expectations, that's when the criticism comes and that's when the racism shows its ugly head. <clears throat> I think it, it's, it's um, a couple of things there. It's called jealousy. And if you're black, Amen. it's jealousy and racism. Jealousy it, and racism right. is an ugly combination. Yeah. Because I think that um, if you, um, I'm not talking about the cities. If you move out in the country, and uh, the countryside. Mm-hmm. Um, As we lived up north. Right. Yeah. Depending on where you live. Yeah. And uh, probably also depending on how you present yourself or whatever. Uh, but if you... Um, if you kind of raise up and and you you uh, have success in whatever and and um, and voice your opinion, um, and uh, and people see that oh wow they came here right away and and right away they they are they they know this that and the other. <clears throat> That's not right. But see, it, but know, again, it's very location. It's very location dependent because mm-hmm. where we have our place up on Salem, those oh, people are beautiful. Oh, I was just I talking about. Yeah. I was just talking about those people. To any of you who are mm-hmm. listening right now, any of our good friends and family up on Salem, I love you guys. I was. I have always been so. Uh, you know, the welcome that they've given me has always been so warm, uh, mm-hmm. uh, and and this charming curiosity that they've had. Uh, you, you can't beat it. But then there's other places where we've lived where, where I kind of came on the scene doing what I was doing, whether it was in business or entertainment or whatever, and and, uh, and they didn't like it. <laughs> no, but first of all, uh, because you, you did you did well, and, and then people got jealous, but on top of that, you were black. Yeah. So then you... And there's that then, combination. Then the racism kicks in right away. Now, if you would have not... Stuck your nose out, so so to speak, you know. If I'd have been scrubbing floors, well, if you would in a just business, been, if I'd have been quiet doing well, uh, some not, sort of manual nine to five, right? They wouldn't have said much. Right. Um, yeah. So so it's uh, that's what I think anyway. Um, but then, um, I I I don't know. It's uh, it's interesting how different. Um, things are from whatever place you are at. It's very location, very location dependent. And and it is, you know, we have a very long country. The country is very long. Um, If you turn Norway upside down. What is it, like 1,500 kilometers? No, if you turn it upside down, the north of Norway will reach down to the south of Italy. Yeah, isn't it like 1,500 kilometers? I don't know. I, I mean, think so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Keep well, talking. I'm gonna look that up. Two thousand, maybe. I yeah. think. Yeah. And uh, <clears throat> and if you think about what is between Norway and south of Italy, a lot of cultures, right? Yes. And yeah. And you kind of you kind of 
get that in Norway. You know, not like a, a totally different culture, but you know, in this valley, this is how they do it. But in the yeah, next but it valley, is quite different they do cultures. different. It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very. You can just so, drive sometimes just down the street, not even five yeah. kilometers, and you've got a different dialect. Oh yeah, the dialects are totally different. But too. with that yeah. comes certain right. ways of mm-hmm. thinking, certain social customs, and so right. so it can be quite different. Yeah. from one valley to and, the and next. You you mentioned because you know, of geographical isolation. You mentioned um, where our home is, Posailam, <laughs> uh, and and uh, and that's a society where people were dependent on each other in order to survive. Yeah, throughout you know. Uh, it's an island. You couldn't always... Let me just jump in here. 2,363 yeah. right. kilometers from Nordkop to Lindesnes. Yeah. Lindesnes, sorry. And it's like, what can I do better? Well, it's just a great little no. society yeah. up there. And you've, you've got that kind of uh, warmth and, and that welcoming feeling uh, throughout Norway. But then again, that can also lead to... That isolation can lead to tribalism. And then if you have racist thoughts if you follow a racist ideology it can just be magnified because everybody around you agrees with you mm-hmm. there's nobody telling you you're a jackass for believing that you know you just get right. those ridiculous racist thoughts reinforced yeah, but if, if you if you say something you get uh frozen out well, that's what i'm saying yeah. yeah everybody is everybody is 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 singular in their thinking and then uh, yeah, if, if you if you step outside of that, then you're the one that's going to be yeah. ostracized. And look at the place we lived. I stuck outside because, you know, I raised my hand. And when um, we had that meeting at the go- uh, at the county where, like, the, uh, the health, all the health care workers and... Uh, child, child care, child uh, welfare uh, services well, and whatnot. No, every, everybody kind of, yeah. and, and, the, and the top politicians in the county yeah. was, and they had like this thing, yeah, well, we're going to do a research in the county. And, and, <laughs> um, and then they had all these questions. And one of the questions, and they were about to jump right over that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, racism. We don't have any of that, do we? So we just move on. And I said, stop, stop. Mm-hmm. Don't you have any racism? And then I went down the line. Because nobody knew I was married to a black guy, and nobody knew that I was a Laplander, yeah. and there was racism towards both of those um, type of yeah. or whatever. Yeah. So, yeah. Anyway, so back to Italy. Back to Italy. <laughs> I haven't been there yet. <laughs>